it's all very new to me. I actually just made my first angel investment and I've been putting it off for a long time. You know, it, it's something I've wanted to do. And for various reasons, three kids, London's expensive. I, um, I started saving a bit late. And, you know, at the start of the year, I, um, I wrote a blog post with um, this lady called Angela, who is um, also an Alma angel. And she, um, you know, in the interview asked me about angel investing. And I said to her, look, I'm making a promise by the end of 2021, I would I would have made my first investment. And, and I was very conscientious about savings um, and putting money aside so that I could start to make an impact and back a lot of these incredible founders who I get to meet on a daily basis. And I feel very privileged to, to meet them. Business Angel Podcast, your go-to destination if you're a business angel or would like to get into angel investing and don't know where to start. Or if you just want to find out how we tick, we're Tina and Katja, both business angels from Berlin. Well, I'm a VC now. We will interview established female business angels about how they got started and how it is going, including all the best tips and tricks. So get ready for some insider stories and personal empowering moments and revelations with these incredible women. Welcome to this journey with us. We, we are thrilled to have June Angelides today with us. She's originally from London, raised in Lagos, Nigeria, and she moved back to the UK to attend university and to and, and, and finish school. She started her career at Silicon Valley Bank. She was the only founder of Moms in Tech because after... Becoming her first baby, she wanted to learn how to code and she realized it was a bit tricky. There was no offering for that. She's also a, co a contributor at Financial Times. She's She became investor at Samos VC and she was awarded a prestigious order of the British Empire for services to women in technology. So I guess we can call you Dame, right? <laughs> five years time, five years time. And five, oh, it has five years has to have to pass. Okay, we yeah. <laughs> Europeans from the continent, we don't know that. <laughs> um, yeah, so welcome, June, investor, entrepreneur, speaker, and the mother of three kids. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much you. for having me, Katia. It's a pleasure to be here. So tell us, tell us your story. It's it's very fascinating story. I was struggling a bit to recap all your achievements because there were so many. <laughs> It, it's a long list and I feel very fortunate to um, to have had so many beautiful experiences along the way. Um, so as you said, I, I grew up in Lagos. I was born in London, but I, I was raised in Nigeria until I was 17. And then I moved over to the UK for my A-levels. And then I went, went to um, UCL and did economics. And um, I guess my first foray into the world of technology and venture capital was when I joined Silicon Valley Bank back in 2011. And Back then, it was it was still pre-commercial banking license. It was pretty much just the venture arm that had started, and um, it and was it great was the to London watch office. a bank. It was the London office, and it, it was a great opportunity to watch a bank being built. And um, I, you know, the first deal I worked on was uh, Farfetch, and it's a real privilege to see that has become a, a unicorn now. So, um, be, be a beautiful journey to have been um, a part wow. of that. It's such um, a cool company, and, also. 
It really is. And I remember at the time, you know, working on the financial paper and, and just trying to understand um, how it would work. And it's and I'm so, I'm so glad that, you know, the investors um, got their heads around it because it was quite a novel concept at the time. Um, but I think after working with so many brilliant founders, I myself caught the bug and wanted to see what it was like to build something. So in my, on my second mat leave, I decided I was going to try and build an app. I'd had a terrible conveyancing process trying to buy a house. And there was just such a mismatch in, in the information sharing between all the different um, estate agents and, um, and everyone in the chain. It was a horrendous chain. I think about five people were moving house. It, it was awful. But none of us knew where we stood. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if there was an app to kind of give us visibility on the process? And in that journey of trying to hire a developer, finding out it was too expensive and thinking, oh, well, I don't know what they're talking about because all this tech jargon was was really, really, really new for me. And I, I wanted to understand what, what the terminology meant. So I thought, well, I've got a year off. Well, I say off. I, I had two kids, you know, and a two-month-old at the time. But I wanted to understand what this coding business was and um, tried to go to a coding school of course, you can't bring babies to it. So I decided I would create my own. And I created the first child-friendly coding school in the UK um, called Mums in Tech, which I ran for three years. And um, I learned a ton along the way. I learned a ton about myself, but also I realized how broken venture capital was because I, I also tried to raise investment. Um, and I know we'll get onto this soon. I, I didn't know much about the angel investment scene at that point. Mm -hmm. Had I known, maybe I'd still <laughs> be running Mums in Tech. Um, but I, I really didn't understand the the sources of capital available to me. Um, even even though I'd worked at, at SVB, I feel like the, the angel scene was was very, um, very secretive. You just didn't really know um, who who was an angel and and how to how to approach them, where to find them. Yeah. But um, I spoke to so many brilliant founders in in that time who had come on the course or who I'd met through the ecosystem, and just so many brilliant people weren't getting investment. And I just thought, well, this is awful. Um, and I wanted to see how I could contribute in some way help change hearts. And I decided I was going to try and get a seat at the table. And, and that was how I got introduced to Czech Warner, who um, is a partner at Ada Ventures back then, was also mm -hmm. running Diversity VC, which she founded to to um, sort of change the VC landscape and, you know, make sure it was more representative of society. And she thankfully introduced me to Samos and um I'm really excited to to say I've been at Samos for three years now, and it's been a fantastic experience just learning about you know the world of venture capital and angel investing. That's really great, and I really like your motivation of getting into VC for the sake of the representation, like changing just yeah. changing how the things are, and also out of curiosity. And so at uh, Silicon Valley Bank, you were not in touch with angels, but I mean you know they existed. I, I knew they existed. Um, I guess at that point, we, we weren't really looking at cap tables. So the way we are now in venture capital, obviously, I see the, the variety of angels. I get a sense of how much people are putting in, when they're putting it in. I didn't have that visibility then. I, I was aware of groups like Angel Academ that were supporting female founders, but I didn't really know how they worked. So I think there, there was still a bit of... Um, um, you know, 
Yeah, mystery. Yeah, mystery. Yeah, mystery. Around. That's the word. Mystery yeah. around it. Um, I, I, I would say, yeah, I didn't really delve into it at that point. It was more, I was aware of the, the venture capital space because at Silicon Valley Bank, the companies needed to be venture backed to be able to access venture debt. And were you trying to raise an investment for the app you've built? For, no, I no. was actually trying to raise investment for Mums and Tech. So Mums, Mums and, and Tech, Tech in the end yeah. <laughs> took precedent and um, the app fell by the wayside. Very sadly, um, I ended up, you know, feeling extremely passionate and, um, you know, wanting to really change the landscape because, you know, I'm sure you know, the, the stats from women in tech are pretty dire. It's yeah. still just 17% of women in tech. It's, it's not great. Um, a lot of Women and girls are not, um, you know, they don't see themselves in in a lot of the roles. So I think there was, I felt a, a great need for, you know, increased um, role model, highlighting them, and but also just showing the different possibilities in, in the world of tech. And that, that was the whole premise for the course, to take people into great companies like Microsoft. You know, the courses were taught by the engineers, you know, the data scientists, the scrum masters. They helped, you know, co-create the content, deliver the courses on a weekly basis and provide mentoring for the women across the eight weeks. And at the end of it, you know, the women were, were able to present at their graduation what they'd built. Everyone built a website, but it really was to show the various parts of working in a tech company. And it's not just about coding. There, there are so many brilliant roles and each equally important because without them, we wouldn't have the, the great products that we all know and love. Yeah, and I, I mean, it sounds maybe a bit like weird at the first time, like, wow, you're on maternity leave, you should not be learning how to code, like enjoy your yeah. time with the baby. <laughs> But actually, in my environment, that's pretty common that, uh, well, well, my podcast partner, Tina, for example, she took a course in machine learning. While she was in maternity oh, wow. leave with her daughter, nice. yeah, just nice. uh, yeah, like a side hobby. And then I, another <laughs> very good friend of mine called Marta. Marta, if you're listening, she uh, did. A, <laughs> she she also she we started business together, but she worked in tech and she always wanted to understand kind of demystify tech for herself. And she wanted to learn how to build apps just to understand the like the principle of it, how it works. She was not aspiring to become, I guess, the like the super good developer or something. And yeah. I think she attended Bandwagon. That is, um, oh yeah. yeah, I think it's it's more like gender neutral. But of course, you have to see what will what can you do with your baby while you are at the course. So you need a nanny, or you need like your exactly. I don't know, your parents to help out, grandparents. And I think that's that's pretty much like it's a good niche because yeah, you still want you enjoy your maternity leave, but you you want to advance, you want to take time for to understand something. What you normally don't have time to Ex <laughs> exactly, and and and, yeah. and you know it, it was only you know three hours of the week, yeah. So um, and I doable. guess for me it, it was the same way we would often go to a you know mummy baby singing and dancing class. I thought you know what this time it's about me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna prioritize myself this time. It's it's about yeah my intellectual curiosity and coding yeah. and understanding how tech works. So did the exactly. potential investors did on the other side of the table did they understand the the pitch and the need? <laughs> no, and I think that that was probably what frustrated me the most. Um, 
you know, and I think at that point, definitely didn't see anyone around the table that looked like me. And um, I think that was a big surprise. And I just kept thinking, well, where, where are the, who are the amazing women? They're there. I know so many brilliant women in finance, but why are they not at partner level? And why, why are there no black women like me? I, I didn't understand that. Um, Sifta did a great list um, earlier on in the year, sort of highlighting the partners. And I'm, you know, really excited to say that it's very different now, which is so, so promising um, that, you know, the firms are sort of waking up that it's important to have representative. Yeah, it's definitely um, getting better, but I still think the statistics is shocking that just uh, 1.1% of venture oh, capital went it's, to female it's awful. teams. Oh. And, but you know, I every think, time I see these charts, it's oh depressing. God. Yeah, yeah. And then 8.8 .8 went to gender diverse teams, which, um, yeah, so it's, yeah. it makes 9.9% in total. Which is like <clears throat> okay, yeah, yeah. There, there's there's a lot of work to be done for yeah. sure. So how how did your journey at venture capital started? How is it going? How yeah, when when did so, angel investments become focus or like a, a, a like a focus point of of like the next intellectual curiosity? Yeah, this is such a good question. I, so I joined Samos three years ago, um, back in October. 2018. Um, and, and you know what, it's, it's been really, it was a steep learning curve because I am not a, I wasn't an investment banker. I wasn't a consultant. Um, and, you know, obviously a self-taught entrepreneur in, in, in that I, I ran Mums in Tech, but, you know, it wasn't a very traditional path um, into, into venture capital. So I had a lot to learn, but I, I was very, very transparent and, and very curious um, I, I, I didn't pretend to know more than I did, but I, I really, you know, I probably listened to almost every episode of 20 Minute VC, which is really, really helpful. But then I all just asked a ton of questions in meetings with founders. And I think this is something that I'd say to any aspiring VC, don't be put off by not having a traditional background, because actually starting to realize that there is no um, correct background to, to branch into VC. I think everything is valuable. Um, and, and the reality is the founders often know way more about what they're building than we do. And that's okay. I think our jobs are to to help them to explain it to us in, in sort of layman's language. Um, and, and just as long as you're you're really curious and you you want to see the world change, I think that's kind of super key. Um, I personally enjoy working at the really early stages so for me, it's really a bet on people. And I think, you know, if you sort of are willing to take the time, ask good questions. And, um, you know, I think with, with a ton of research, you know, any of us can sort of cross that bridge. I certainly feel like that sort of helped me. I surrounded myself with a ton of really clever VCs and, you know, got help with understanding how to do DD right, how to read the legal documents, um, just like, what are the right questions to ask these founders? Um, but also just not feeling intimidated, because I think imposter syndrome is probably what stops a lot of people from from even trying. And I know I, I almost talked myself out of the job in the beginning, oh. because I was like, oh, what do I bring to the table? Yeah. Um, well, you bring but, you. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And this is why I think, you know, whether you studied history or chemistry, you, you can bring something to the table as an investor because um, every conversation is very different. So that, you know, whether you did biology won't necessarily help you when you're dealing with um, an entertainment company. So I think as long as you have the ability to communicate, you're going to be okay. And um, asking great questions, having a good sense of people um, and, and just being prepared to do the work. Um, because that's ultimately what it is. Um, you ha- you have to trust your instinct. You are making a bet that this idea will work, but also you're betting that this individual or teams that you know sitting in front of you are the best people to to make this happen. Um, and I, and you know, you asked about how I sort of got into angel investing. It's all very new to me. I actually just made my first angel investment. And I've been putting it off for a long time, you know. (laughs) It's something I've wanted to do, and for various reasons, three kids, London's expensive. (laughs) I I started saving a bit late, and, you know, at the start of the year, I I wrote a blog post with um, this lady called Angela, who is um, also an Alma angel. And she, um, you know, in the interview, asked me about angel investing. And I said to her, look, I'm making a promise by the end of... 2021, I would I would have made my first investment, and and I was very conscientious about savings um, and putting money aside so that I could start to make an impact and back a lot of these incredible founders who I get to meet on a daily basis, and I feel very privileged to to meet them. You know, there there are many that we're not able to back through the fund, and and I guess this is the very nature of venture capital. We can't back everyone that we see as much as we want to. Um, for, for a variety of reasons, there's always um, a multitude of deals competing for the same capital. Um, and there will always be some where I think, oh, if I have the capital, I'd do it myself. So I've been watching, I've been a part of Alma Angels for a couple of years, observing, learning, um, and the partners at Samos also make angel investments. So I've gotten the opportunity to see behind the scenes how it works, sort of the communication required, how UDD is an angel. Um, and, a, and a friend of mine, um, Andy Ayim, runs Angel Investing School, which I highly recommend for anyone who is looking to to start angel investing, just to give you the the basics. And you know, oh wow, is I it think, an um, online class? It's an online class. Wow. Yeah, so I really recommend that to anyone yeah. who is not sure how to get started. But you know, we'll have to so integrate my, my, the link. Like then, we'll yes, I will. I will share, share the share. link for yeah. sure. That's but, great. Uh, you know, it's. It's just being very, I've just been very intentional and keeping an eye out for um, for someone. And interestingly, it's a, it's a fintech deal. And um, if you'd asked me at the start of the year, I probably wouldn't have said fintech. But when I met her and, I've, and I have been looking at the space more closely recently, um, I just felt incredibly compelled and passionate about, you know, solving this problem. And again, it's something that will empower women um, across the globe. So I'm very excited. That's great. So, congrats to your first angel deal. And uh, so, are you so are you looking for certain patterns when supporting early stage founders? Because I mean, you've learned a lot. So, are you support? Are you are you supporting the founders that are not the traditional VC case, maybe, or are you yeah? Are you searching for female founders specifically, or for founders uh, solving like world pressing problems? Um, I don't know what's uh, what, what's your take on that. Yeah, so I'm particularly motivated by um, you know founders that are solving the problems that will 
you know, reduce, you know, gender, um, the gender pay gap, um, gender inequality. That's the stuff that really sort of gets me going. Um, so anything that will boost economic empowerment of women is something that I'd be keen to support. And, and I'm really, I think as an angel, you know, you're typically coming in at the early stage. So I'm really making a bet on the individual. And I'd be looking at, you know, previous experience, sort of just a deep knowledge on the issue and, you know, just trying to understand, you know, what gives them the edge and what is it about their, their um, you know, their know-how or their personality that will keep them grinding and wanting to solve this because it's hard. And I think that's something that people don't say enough. Bring a founder is very tough. You're, there's a ton of sacrifice. It's, it takes a ton of time to build something and make it come to life, hiring the right team. Um, and, you know, it is a, it's one of those things where you, you really do give your whole self um, to the business. So what is it about this person in front of me that makes them really, really special? And and they they, they really should be, you know, given a chance to to give it a go. And, you know, I think that's 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 the conviction you kind of need to have because yes, there's there's no guarantees. They they might be a unicorn. You kind of hope they will be. But I think you go into it knowing that you really, really believe that it's them and you will do whatever it takes to help them um, on their journey. Yeah, that's I think that's 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 really incredible that also you put on a saving plan for this year and it was like the yeah. this year's goal to wire the first check. Like oh yeah. Well, yeah, London is super expensive, you have three kids and uh yeah, you are working as an investor full time at VC fund. Think, yeah, it's, it's, ah, it's, that's a caveat. I'll actually say yeah. I, I work part time, and I think that's something okay. you don't hear enough. So yeah. I'm there three days a week, which is um, something that was really exciting for me to see. As you know, as a mom of three, when I joined, my youngest was eight months old, and I didn't think that there could be part time roles in VC. So um, although it's three days, it probably looks like I work way more than that because I love I love the space so much. I'm always sort of working with founders in some way. Um, but yeah, it does it does allow me to to do a, a lot of other things around you know, the mentoring and sitting in, on other boards. Um, but I guess another thing I really wanted to highlight was the amount. And I think that's something that, you know, people assume that to put in an angel ticket, you need to have saved, you know, 25,000, 50,000. And that, those were the sort of amounts I thought mm -hmm. angels needed to have. And I just thought, my goodness, it's going to take me forever. <laughs> I'll never, ever be able to make that investment. And, and I think I said to you earlier, and, and there, is, um, there is a group um, in Nigeria, actually. And, um, you know, they, yes. they, you know, group together. The pocket they, bag they, money um, fund. Yes, so basically. I you have know, it on my list. A, I was going to ask a, a designer bag could cost you know yeah. anything from two thousand pounds why don't you save that money and and invest in a, a founder that you really believe in and, and they call it the handbag fund handbag fund yeah it's so brilliant i think it's such a brilliant idea so instead of buying another bag put that money aside and um, save it up and um you yeah. know you, there are so many brilliant founders and help to change the world 
literally yeah. helped to change the world. <laughs> and and I guess like this first founder you backed, like I guess it's a she, right? I guess she's it's a she. Yeah, she's, yes. She's yes. very fortunate to have you on the cap table. It doesn't matter oh. the amount that you contributed to it's I mean it's having a skin in the game, but I guess yeah, other female founders and founders in general, they uh, I mean you're you're very passionate on a mission to kind of make this world more equal and you're really passionate about tech and venture capital and startup building. You have you have an amazing network. So I guess the founders they, they, they are fighting to to have you as a as an advisor or as as an angel. <laughs> well I feel lucky that there. you know they say yes to take my my little handbag money from me. <laughs> Oh, that's so cool. So yeah. So what's the outlook for the future? What are the what are the plans? Um, are, are you planning to continue um, allocating some handbag money to the founders? Oh yes, um, yes. I, I continue to save. Put some money aside. Just got paid yeah. today. The money has been put aside for <laughs> for um, you know just continue to build up that reserve. And of course, I I will continue to to speak to founders and and the ones that feel extremely passionate about I will I will be backing I I guess you know when it comes to a, a plan you know potentially maybe five angel investments a year um is something oh, yeah that's probably do for, for next year yeah um and and you know that number will continue to grow but I really am passionate about more generational wealth for women so that we are able to make these choices I think we all need to be like Oprah I want to see more billionaires you know they're <laughs> There needs to be more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the more equal distribution of wealth in general. Absolutely. And especially, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. Also, yeah, gender equality is very important, of course. I mean, we're totally in for the, for the cause. And, um, yeah, and so how, um, so, so I guess you don't have to source deals anymore. So you have a very broad network. So, so I assume like, Well, the founders, they just come to you or are you proactively looking for new interesting companies and entrepreneurial women starting the next thing? Absolutely. I'm always on the hunt. I think as as an investor, um, you you never stop hunting. I think it's it's very much a part of the part of the job. It's what I love. I love speaking to founders. So As much as they do come to me, I'm, I'm also very proactive when I'm reading articles, when I'm on Twitter, um, when I'm listening to, to demo days. I'm constantly on the lookout and thinking, you know, who could be sort of someone that I, I would I'd love to work with. And I think that's really important because it is a, you know, pretty much a 10 year commitment. So you, you have to want to work with this individual and spend time and speak about growth and and really um you know champion them because that's you know not not just your capital it's it's your time yeah um, it's, and, and it's something you need to be willing to to do it's your time it's your name it's your excitement it's your reputation it's everything exactly. so you have to decide whom you want to yeah associate yourself with and very of, true yeah yeah like dedicate your time to their success and i mean it has to be rewarding for you as well and what was the most surprising or yeah extraordinary pitch you've you've heard or maybe an interesting way of approaching a founder or a founder approaching you 
Oh, wait. Okay, actually, <laughs> there there was a, there was a very interesting pitch. <laughs> it was something that I thought was a little bit goofy, but you know, I, it it was um, plates made out of biscuits, and I just thought, look, if I buy this product. My kids are just going to be sitting at the dinner table eating the plates yeah. and not and not eating their food. Um, it's it was a clever idea, you know, sustainability. Yeah. But um, yeah, with with kids like mine, they would just be eating their plates at dinner. <laughs> yeah, I think my daughter would do too. <laughs> yeah. Cookie. Okay, so that was not convincing. <laughs> no, I I just uh, no no. <laughs> yeah. So you you tend to go for more like a techie ideas. <laughs> yeah, I do you know what? It it doesn't have to be just tech. I you know, I'm, I'm very very open-minded. I'm also very excited about um you know, like actual like physical products. Um but also yeah, it it, it doesn't have to be pure technology. Um you know, we invested in a, a hair business. Mm-hmm. Um I I really think It, it could be anything, but you know, if if it's something that I really believe should exist and it's helping the world in some way, that that really excites me. Yeah, I think I think that's a really good approach. It's like, okay, does the world need it? Okay. Yeah, who exactly. Else, who else is backing these people? Okay, well. Yeah, is it bringing joy to someone? Um, yeah. You know, will people pay for it? How big is that market? Um, the usual questions, but you know, I really love the whole thing around joy and 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 solving and a, a big problem yeah yeah yeah, absolutely the the bigger the better and uh do you tend to focus on uk founders or is it like global european for angel investments i'm happy yeah. to look anywhere okay. um i'm for 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 the fund it's it's primarily uk it's uk and there is no conflict so you're allowed to invest along on the deals you are making for VC or what is the... Yeah, there's 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 okay. no conflict. I know it's yeah. with different funds, there, there'll it's be different, different rules, but, but yeah. at Samos is great, which is great. Yeah, which is really cool. And do you have an angel club? Do you have other ladies or other folks you no, invest with uh, together? No, I, I, not officially. I'm, I'm a part of Alma Angels, but I yeah. haven't made any investments through it. Yeah, we are, we are having Deep Ali on this podcast as well. So, she's amazing. Yeah. She's literally a legend. Um, yeah. Everyone loves Tapali. Um, yeah. yeah, she's brilliant. Yeah, we talked to a couple of days ago. So, so yeah, it's 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 gonna be great. So yeah, she's she's definitely a legend in the space. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really happy to have her. And um, I guess uh, yeah, uh, one more question like, in regards to angel investing is what is the what what are your advices you would give to aspiring angel investors? Um, I I would say you know start getting involved. I I highly recommend it. You know, joining a group like um, Alma and taking a course like the angel investing school because I think a lot of people don't believe a bit like how I was at the start of my venture journey that they can bring anything to the table but whether you're an operator or you work in another bit of finance um, you can add value because you will you will bring something to the table um, as an angel and, and especially if you're coming in super early Um, there's always um, there's always something that you can add, but also I would say you know start learning um, because you don't know when you'll you'll then come across the founder. You want to be ready, and I think and I think it's never too early to start that learning process. 
Thanks. That's good. Yeah. So get involved, learn first, join a group and again, start learning and contemplate before yeah. you make a move. I think that that is really smart. And if you were not an investor and an angel investor, what would you be? <laughs> Oh, when I was little, yeah. I wanted to present the news. Um, I actually wanted to work for Bloomberg. So, yeah, maybe I'd be a news reporter. Oh, wow. <laughs> But you're a speaker as well, and you're a contributor to Financial Times. So, more or less. I actually, like, I, yeah, I have a column. I, I write a column for the FT. So, um, okay. yes, I, I do feel very lucky. But, uh, yeah, maybe work on television. I think that might be. Yeah, that might be what I do. Okay, well, yeah. we'll, we'll <laughs> might still happen. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. We'll watch out for yeah for your maybe like uh, women in tech show or yeah that would be really great. And uh, yeah, well, thank you so much. I think uh, those were amazing. You have a great story, and uh, I think those were really amazing recommendations. And it's very your passion is very contagious. And um, I guess like to wrap up this interview, maybe one thing uh, we, we ask all our guests is what would you like to change in our world? If you could change just one little thing, what would it be? Or maybe it's a big thing. Every woman gets a 50% pay rise. <laughs> That would be my thing because I'm sure we're all underpaid. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's right. The current statistics is like 20. That's what I read. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so let's do 50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's think big. But yeah, that's right. When you know, if if I'm asking, if I've been asked also sometimes like, hey, like I'm uh, I'm changing jobs. Like this is the salary range I'm being offered. What do you think? How, could you could you coach me how to negotiate? And I I also think okay, like look at the current statistics. If the pay gap is 20%, well, think that mm -hmm. you're being offered 20% less. So yeah. ask at least 20% more. <laughs> and Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And everyone goes like, really? Like, um, yeah, I mean, why not? If it's a no, you yeah. can always renegotiate. And um, yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it's, uh, it was super great having you here. And we will definitely wait for your TV show. I think. Brilliant. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. Oh, YouTube format. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.